Greetings to everyone on this January 17th of 2021. Thank you for tuning in to us once again at First Love Ministry from the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois. Reverend Jonathan Warren's sermon title is Really Me? For our special music, we get to enjoy soloist Stephanie Solterman singing Speak to Me, Lord. Our first scripture reading is from 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10. Our gospel reading is John 1, 43 through 51. Each of you are in our prayers every week. We pray that you are safe and healthy and at peace. We pray you have a joyful, successful, and rewarding upcoming week. Until we meet again next week, God bless. The scripture reading is from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Listen to the word of God. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of your Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, Lord, and fulfill in us all.
Our gospel lesson comes to us from John chapter 1, verses 43 through 51. Let us listen to the word of God. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Beth- Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, 
Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see the heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I don't know about you, but I love the town where I'm from, mostly because it bears my name. I'm Jonathan Warren from Warrenville, Illinois. It has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> now, nobody knows where Warrenville is. Most have heard of Wheaton or Naperville. It's right there in the middle of both in the Chicago suburbs. It's great to have a nice place where you're from. In fact, I think it's pretty cool that Siobhan's from Tombstone, Arizona. Now, she didn't live there most of her life, but that's where her family lived when she was born. She and I were born in two different worlds. I'm from the Midwest, and she's from the Wild West. She listened to country, and I listened to rock and roll. Sounds like a good song, huh? In today's gospel lesson, Nathaniel meets Jesus for the first time. Now, when Nathaniel first hears of Jesus, he's not very impressed because Jesus is, after all, from Nazareth. He's unafraid to say it out loud. Can anything good come out of Nazareth, he says. Where we're from doesn't matter, does it? At least... Uh, that's what Nathaniel's saying. It does matter. Nathaniel doesn't want to go see this nobody from nowhere, but he does because his friend Philip asks him to. Philip simply says, Come and see. I'm sure when he first meets Jesus, Nathaniel's body language expresses all his feelings about Jesus. I'm sure he showed up with a chip on his shoulder. He's unexcited, unimpressed. Kind of reminds me of a teenager going to a place they don't want to go. Now, a few months ago, I was looking at an interactive map of sundown towns. And of course, I looked up my hometown. It confirmed probably what I already knew, that Warrenville and Wheaton were possible sundown towns. Then I decided to look at Naperville. Now, Naperville was, is where my grandmother lived, where I went to church, where my family and friends live. Next to Warrenville, Naperville's a big part of my growing up. And yes, Naperville's a confirmed sundown town. A, a 1938 article from Pittsburgh Courier stated that William Pickens, an NAACP official, visited Naperville to speak at Illinois Central College. This was a unique exception to policy of this all-white town. Quoted, it says, Although Negroes are not only barred from living here, but are traditionally not allowed to stay overnight, William Pickens remained overnight with the family of the city's leading minister, Dr. Eater. I read some other things, uh, but eventually, by the 1990s, Naperville was no longer a sundown town. However, it may have been by as late as the 1970s. It said that Naperville had a reputation of being all white, which according to a realtor from that time, is one of its finer selling points. When I read this, all of a sudden, 
that stock of my hometown, which I was proud to be from, that I was part of, it went drastically down. Now, we just heard in Scripture Nathaniel's perception of Jesus. His mind was made up the moment he heard that Jesus was from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth, he says. To some extent, it's actually kind of helpful, isn't it? To know there's someone like Nathaniel who's a bit skeptical of Jesus. It's nice to know that not all the disciples were just following him haphazardly. There's also another interesting thing happening here. We discover Nathaniel's flaw. He's brutally honest and prejudiced. A hundred years ago, very poor migrants from Oklahoma and nearby states went to California looking for employment. And Californians referred to the million displaced people as Okies. It was a slur, a pejorative term. Okies denoted much more than being from Oklahoma. By 1950, four million individuals, or one quarter of all persons born in Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, or Missouri, lived outside the region, primarily in the West, because of the Dust Bowl, lost jobs, and various other things. Now, luckily these days, we censor our language. We keep away from labeling people in derogative and tribal ways. That doesn't mean it still doesn't exist. We still judge or recognize folks accordingly, kind of like I said at the children's time. How do we judge a book by its cover? Most of us keep it to ourselves, though. We just don't say it out loud like Nathaniel does. Now, when Nathaniel actually meets Jesus, instead of pointing out his flaw, Jesus names this very character as a strength. Jesus says, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. It's in this moment that Jesus knows Nathaniel, that he's forthright and blunt, frank and outspoken. Jesus basically tells Nathanael that he knows everything about him. And in an instant, the place where Jesus is from doesn't matter anymore to Nathanael. It would have been easy for Jesus to point out Nathanael's flaw. But instead, Jesus looked past Nathanael's flaw and calls the good out of Nathanael so powerfully that Nathanael was able to confess, you are the Son of God. Now often, the flip side of our greatest weakness is our very strength. The flip side of someone who's stubborn, bullheaded, and strong-willed is that they're determined, that they're passionate, that they're an influencer of people. Now one can drive you crazy, while the other can be very useful. We've each been made unique by God. The very pieces that have made us who we are, that have influenced us, that diversity, the flaws, the strengths, 
is an important part of Christ's ministry. Now, there are examples in media and in real life about people coming together from completely different backgrounds and characters. In the 2018 film, Green Book, a white Italian-American man functions as a chauffeur and bodyguard for an African-American jazz pianist and composer. It's based on a true story as experienced by the white chauffeur. The film tells of the friendship between the two men from totally different backgrounds, totally different races, amidst a racist culture. In Rebecca Goldstein's novel, The Mind-Body Problem, she explores a love affair between a Jewish woman and a non-Jewish man. In July of 2018, on Facebook, Sarah Cunningham announced that she would stand in as a mom at weddings for LGBTQ couples whose parents wouldn't attend. Now, she didn't always feel this way. As a member of an evangelical church, she accepted the church's teachings that named homosexuality as a sin. Even when her son came out to her, her initial response was disappointment and worry. It wasn't until after a long struggle that she came to be supportive of her son and other LGBTQI people. I know what you're thinking this week. It's a challenging week. We stare down many things facing our country, a global pandemic, divisive and changing politics, systemic racism, and how to go to work, how to live in our very environment here in Jacksonville, wherever you live. Tomorrow, as a country, we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day, a pastor who once said this, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. In Scripture, Jesus addresses this in his call of Nathaniel. Philip was easy. Jesus said, follow me, and he followed. But Nathaniel was quite a bit tougher. Nathaniel had an edge to him that Jesus recognized and used for good. Jesus doesn't call the same kind of people. Jesus calls us to live into our diversity, to do God's work in the midst of adversity. And in times such as this, times of challenge and controversy, we discover that God's made us unique. And here in this passage, we discover the flip side of our very flaws can be our very strengths. Now, you probably remember the story Jesus shares about the Good Samaritan. Essentially asking, can anything good come out of Samaria? There's a man left for dead on the side of the road, and he's passed by many times by very devout, religious, upstanding citizens. But finally, a Samaritan comes and shows this man mercy, binding his wounds it wasn't convenient or comfortable for the Samaritan. 
But in a time of challenge and controversy, he shows and stands for compassion and love. So will we allow Jesus from Nazareth to flip around our flaws, to use them for God's ministry? For our task is not to do the easy thing, but to do what Jesus calls each and every one of us to do. To love our God and to love our diverse and flawed neighbors as ourselves. In these days ahead, where and when will we stand up? How will we treat others? How will we love one another? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you found this material inspiring and would like to support our ministry here at First Love from the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, please send contributions to First Presbyterian Church, 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. You can also contribute through your financial institution, through bill pay. And if an account number is necessary, please use 870-870-870. Our phone number at First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's O-F-F-I-C-E at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. You can join our live stream video of Sunday services, which start at 9.55 a.m. on Sunday at www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks. That's www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks. We also have a Facebook page called Presbyterians with a Purpose at www.facebook.com slash groups slash 22176138. Seven one, one five three slash. Presbyterians for a Purpose is a group for anyone needing to get in contact with someone else during these challenging times. If you wish to attend our 10 a.m. services on Sunday in person, please come in the north door. A nurse will take your temperature. The nurse will then press a button to open the door to limit touching surfaces. Another volunteer will open the inner door. While moving around, please wear your mask. Once seated, you can remove your mask. We pray you have a safe, joyful, and healthy week. God bless.